Hey guys, Caitlin Cunningham here. I want to welcome you to another episode of KC's Conversations. Follow me and catch up on all the previous episodes at kacunningham.com. And be sure to check out my Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are k underscore Cunningham32. In today's episode, I am joined by Coach Autumn Lockwood. She is the Assistant Director of Basketball Sports Performance at ETSU. In our conversation, Coach Locke discusses how she is true to her authentic self. More importantly, you will want to hear how she helps her student-athletes do the same. She also stresses the importance of being a lifelong learner. Coach Locke has found many ways to build connections with her individual staff members along with others throughout the entire athletic department. And let her reminder of be a good human resonate with you today and every day. So let's take a listen to all that Coach Locke has for us today. Coach Locke, welcome to Casey's Conversations. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm grateful to have you join me today, learn more about you. Um, So let's kick it off with having you share what you're grateful for today. I love, absolutely love that you start off with that. Um, But today, like every day, I'm so grateful that um, God gave me another day to live, woke me up this morning, um, but also to continue to just dive deeper into my purpose and kind of live through him. And I'm super grateful for my family. Um, the love and support that they've given me throughout the years since I was born with anything I wanted to do. Um, my dad, who I said was a real coach lock, I follow after him. Um, my mom, Heidi, and my two younger brothers, David Jr. and Jeff. Um, I'm grateful for the women's basketball athletes that I get to work with on the daily. Um, I really have to commend them for going through everything and handling it with such grace um, with everything we're dealing with right now. And I'm super proud of them and I'm proud and honored that I get to be there, one of their coaches. And um, for the ETSU women's basketball staff, Coach Zell, Coach Snowden, Coach Liberty, um, Del Rosario, Dakota Love, Mandy Prusak, all of them, my whole crew, um, we go squad deep everywhere <laughs> now. Um, but I'm so grateful for them. This uh, COVID has really... Um, brought us closer. It's probably been the closest we've been since I've been here at ETSU. And so I'm just super grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I get to connect with another amazing female in the field that's doing great things. That's awesome. Isn't that the truth though? This COVID stuff has really thrown everybody for a loop. And uh, I do, I'm the same with you. I just commend these kids for uh, their resiliency and just courage to kind of keep fighting through all of it. Cause Lord have mercy. I know it's taken a toll on me, so I can't fathom them. I couldn't even imagine going to college and being in college during this time. Oh, Lordy. Never, <laughs> like never in a million years. But yeah, they're doing awesome. So got to keep commending them day in and day out. Right. Well, let's jump right in and just uncover how you've gotten to where you are today. And let's start back when you were younger, um, your experiences with growing up with sports. Absolutely. So I want to say that my path um, started way before I was born. So (laughs) my dad, he's been a football coach for 31 years. And so um, within a week of me being born, I was at the football game. And then my first birthday was at a tailgate. And so I was really just born into and thrown into the world world of sports, especially football. And I'm just so thankful for that because I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like, it's been amazing. It's been a great childhood. Um, 
we moved a lot growing up, but it was also, it was always so fun. My parents made it very, very fun. I got to see a lot of different places, a lot of cool, fun places, and got to meet a lot of amazing people that have supported me and seen me grow up, um, and which is cool now that I'm in the field. And they're like, hey, I remember you when you were in to- like in diapers. And I'm like, hey, yeah, it's me. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm grown up now. So, <laughs> but no, it was awesome. And um, I think through that, I learned that change was good at a very young age and change is the only constant that's in our life. Um, and I learned it was a really, really good thing. So, um, I just, I thank my parents for that. They gave me an awesome childhood. Um, and then I got into sports, I ran track and I played soccer growing up. Um, so from there, um, amongst being a coach's kid for my entire life, um, I was also involved in sports and it was awesome to have a dad as a coach because he always pushed me to be the best version of myself. And then my mom and my younger brothers were at every single game that I ever played rain or shine. They were there like, Audi, Audi, that's my nickname. Um, but I always, there was not a game that they missed. So, um, I'm internally grateful for them, uh, for that and for them providing me with that childhood what a support system man um that's awesome uh (laughs) so as you've kind of jumped around in your childhood where did that kind of end you up for school and then grad school after that like what does that look like for you yeah so um it was funny because during high school, I graduated from University High in Morgantown, West Virginia. My dad was coaching at WVR. I want to say he got the job at Arizona and that was across the country. And I had applied to schools that were all on the East Coast. And I was like, eh, like we've been together my whole entire life up to this point. I don't think I can be separated from you guys at this time. So um, I'm going to roll the dice and go out to Arizona and see what I can make happen. <laughs> so I, uh, my dad went out there um, that January and then I had applied to Arizona and everything. I found out that I was accepted on um, Valentine's Day of 2012. Um, and I don't know how I remember that. It was like a great, <laughs> it was a great memory for me, Valentine's Day. You're like, well, you're going to be a wildcat. And I was like, okay, great, let's do this. <laughs> so um, that spring break, we went out to visit my dad. Um, and I talked with the uh, soccer coaches that were there at that time. They had a um, some sort of like satellite camp of some sort that I ended up going to um, and just hit it off there with the coaches and with some of the girls that are returners that were um, returning for the following season. And then um, I ended up going to camp there, one of their summer camps in June. Um, I graduated college in two days, or sorry, it's not college yet, high school. Um, and then two days after I graduated high school, um, I went out to camp and they were like, okay, you can walk on, um, here as an athlete. So I walked on at Arizona as a soccer player and didn't look back since. That's so awesome. bear down for life with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, graduated, let's see, 2015, um, from university of Arizona. And then I actually, from there, um, wanted to go into, um, and be a special agent with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And in the midst of, um, studying for my interning out in Tucson, um, I took the entrance exam and I failed it. And I like had this just thought deep in my gut that I was like, okay, maybe I don't think this is the 
the um, path that I want to go. And because I graduated with a degree in criminal justice and minor in psychology. And the further I got into it, I was like, you know what, like knowing my personality, I'm probably the most bubbly person that you will ever meet. And I couldn't even see myself like saying like, oh, okay, like I have to go up against a bad guy and it's either me or him. And I'd be like, all right, yep. How about we just put everything down on three? And, you know, so I think um, a kind of light bulb went off in my head for me. And I, um, I was like, all right, I love being in the weight room. I love here. I love coaching. Coaching's in my blood. And a light bulb went off. And I was like, strength coach, duh. Like, bam. So kind of <laughs> went off running with that. Um, and so that kind of, there was a year in between when I graduated. And then when I started, actually two years um, before I started my master's here at ETSU. Um, and I graduated with that, my master's this past May in um, sports management. Wow. So it's a long roundabout way. (laughs) You're still at ETSU. Are you in a full-time position then with women's basketball or what does that look like? So, um, so yes, I started off as a graduate assistant and then I went into, after I graduated, um, I was an intern in HR, but with the title of assistant, um, director of basketball sports performance. And they've actually just created a full-time spot for me here at ETSU that I have accepted um, so far and it's, so it'll start officially next week. Um, but I'm super, super stoked to be staying here even for even longer and help build the program. And so, um, that's kind of been two and a half years in the making. Um, so I just have tried to add as much value as I can and, um, go from there. And here we are, we start next week. Rocking it. Well, congratulations <laughs> on your position. That's fantastic. Thank you. That's pretty much everyone's goal, right? You go into a GA position and hope that, uh, you get yes. that position when you're done, whether it's there or, you know, at another school. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, so you do have a minor in psychology from your undergrad. Is that correct? I do. Yes. Okay. How much do you find yourself utilizing that with your student athletes now? Oh my gosh. 100%. Like I wish I would have majored in it and got a degree, graduated with a degree in psychology, (laughs) especially now though, because golly, like what these kids are going through. I just like, I couldn't imagine. So the, my kind of basis that I built on that, or I kind of go by three tiers, um, but self-awareness. So the, why we do what we do the self-assessment of, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my priorities? All of that. What are my goals? And are they clear enough to to where I can meet them? And then self-leadership because self-leadership, if you know, and you can take the feedback that you want um, to help make yourself better, then you're making your teammate better as well. And so I kind of lead with that kind of three-tier system when I approach my athletes of, okay, hey, I have a certain thing for the self-awareness. I do focus cards for them. So I ask them three reasons why they play their sport. And then I break it down for them so that they're able to look at that every single day. I print it out with pictures from back home, where they're from, the three reasons why, like all of that. And so I call them focus cards, but then they have that to look at then every day. And then um, for the self-assessment, I have them, everything is always in front of them because I'm such a visual learner as well. Um, So I have it broken down. Okay, here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. Here's what I need to improve on. Um, Here's what I need. Here's coach's goals for me. Here's uh, my strength coach. So coach locks goals for me. Here's the goals for myself. Here's a refresher of my whys. 
And then here's my priorities that I have to do moving forward. So I'll break that down with them at the beginning of the season and then in off season and make sure we're all on the same page. Um, and I'm developing them in the most best way that I can. And then um, the self-leadership that just kind of goes into making sure they're aware and bought into everything. I make them player profiles for their workouts and for their prehab and all that stuff. So they're as involved because they know their body more than anybody. Um, so I just am there to help enhance and give them the tools to make sure they're performing at their best. Yeah. So how much of like a behavior shift have you seen with going through those three things? Like kids going from like, nah, coach, like, I mean, yeah, I want to play ball, but I'm just kind of here. And then you do these things with them. And now all of a sudden you really start to see kind of that buy-in and their ability to understand who they are and how that impacts the team as a whole. Yeah, I would definitely say, um, like my first year here, when I did it, the girls were like, uh, this is new. Like I've never done this before. Like, and they didn't really know. So you see like, okay, like, I don't know why I'm playing. I'm just here because I'm really good at it. And God gave me this talent and I'm just, I'm taking with it and it's paying for my education and X, Y, and Z. And then you kind of really break it down and you explain to them like, Hey, like, this is how like who you are as a person and is going to help. And you're here for a reason. You're on this team for a reason. So how can we help you respond better to adversity? How can we help you be the light to everybody around you? Um, that's really kind of how I break it down. And I think they've seen over the years that I've been here that um, I haven't changed and I lead by those, <laughs> by those, um, like, and I live by that myself as well. And so I think the more that I was consistent with that and that approach, even though it was new to them, they kind of bought in and then they're just more well, uh, aware and more involved in how much every little detail plays a part in their overall performance and how much basketball really sets them up for being successful in life. Um, so that's my main connection that I love and what I'm most passionate about is helping develop them because they're already given the God given talents to be able to perform at a division one level. And it's my job to enhance them as a performance coach, but it's also my job and my responsibility and something that I don't take lightly, um, in developing them as people so that when they do leave us and they graduate, they're going out into the real world and doing amazing things and just doing what they know. Yeah. Well, and I, a little bit of what you're talking about, I hear like, just be your authentic self and at all times. Yes. If you're not, you're ultimately like living a lie. So how are you ever going to perform your best? Yeah, so, absolutely. That's huge. And then the other thing, uh, it was a very small part, but I hope everybody listening caught it was just leading by example, because what you ask you, your girls to do, you're also doing yourself with your coaching, which I think is huge because, you know, again, it goes back to like nutrition, training, if your girls never see you do that, then it's like, oh, well, Coach Locke's just like writing up these crazy workouts, but I don't ever see her working out. Like, that's whack. So for them to, you know, observe and know that you kind of go through these things and you're a visual learner, just like, I mean, most student athletes are for the most part. So uh, that's that's really cool. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so you've alluded to dad as, you know, a coach and probably a big influence, mom and brothers, who else along your path of getting to where you are today has had an impact on you? And then what kinds of things have they taught you? Uh, maybe little nuggets, maybe, you know, big lessons that you've learned that have made you better and ultimately hopefully can make our listeners better as well. Absolutely. So I have a long list for you. I really I this out. I, I took a lot of time, but I have a long list coming at you hot. So 
<laughs> so first and foremost, my mom and my dad, like I said before, um, countless times they supported me and whatever I wanted to do. So it was it the ATF, they got me the weights that I needed to make sure that I was holding it for five minutes to make sure I could hold the gun that I was going to be needed to hold. Um, so, and I would be just training, watching TV, like holding these kettlebells, but they have supported me in every single direction. I'm um, without a doubt, without hesitation and have showed so much love and have always been my constants throughout all the change that we had in our life. They were always there and we were always together. So I freaking love the crap out of my family. Like they are my best friends. Um, and then Jim Crumpos and Rob Harris from Arizona. Um, so Jim Crumpos was my second strength coach um, when I got to Arizona. Um, but he, I was really, really close with him and his family. I babysat his kids. I interned. I started my strength conditioning career under him. Um, but for the most part, they both, they call me Audie Lock. Um, they actually call me by my old email, Audie Lock 39. And I don't know why, but I would walk into the weight room and they'd be like, Audi Lock 39. And I was like, where did you guys even get that? Like, how do you know that? But <laughs> they're amazing people. Um, Jim Merceau, like, from the day I met him, said, um, he had three things, three important things of advice. Um, and it was be on time, do the right thing, and don't be soft and weak. And I feel like I've been trying to live and follow that since the day I met him, um, even as an athlete and then over into my strength and conditioning career. So um, I owe a lot to him. And then um, Caitlin Manuel, she was only she was also at Arizona, but she is now the first um, strength and conditioning female to be hired at um, University of North Carolina in Wilmington. And so she has been a phenomenal female mentor for me um, coming from Arizona and is just confirmation that females are supposed to be in this field and that we are the future. And she's been awesome to reach out to with whatever I needed um, at any time. And then um, Parker Whiteman, he's now at um, Sam Houston State University as the head uh, football strength coach. He was my first strength coach at Arizona when I initially got there as a freshman. Um, but he is the ultimate motivator. And um, he's actually married to one of my best friends in the whole entire world. And so I've always, I'm always going to be close with them. Um, and she's actually the head dietitian at Sam Houston State now as well. So they're the dynamic duo over there, um, which is amazing. Um, a couple more, uh, Sean Manuel and David Kitchen. I worked for them at UNLV when I worked with football. Um, and they have just been such advocators for me, knowing that my long-term goal is actually to be um, strength conditioning coach for football just because that's all I know. And I'm most passionate about that, but they've been huge advocators for me and have helped me get to the point where I am right now in my career. Um, and then uh, coach Jesse Ackerman and coach Brandon Ireland from the Falcons. I um, uh, interned with them through the Bill Walsh fellowship last year. And they are again, awesome advocators for women in uh, football. And I still keep in contact with them to this day. They still ask how I'm doing. And I ask any um, questions that I have, especially all the prehab stuff. I got a lot of that from them. Um, so it was awesome. My experience with them um, really helped me a lot. And then last but not least, um, Mike Starkey, um, he was my former boss here. And then Jenna Reddy, they're both at Wake Forest. And I think the world of both of them. So I'm so freaking pumped that their paths have crossed because they're like the dynamic duo over at Wake. Like I love them both. And so, but Starkey really has helped me um, be prepared for the spot that I'm in right now. Um, and before leaving um, ETSU to go to Wake, he just made sure that I was prepared in every aspect to make sure I was okay to take over and really 
um, hold the reins with women's basketball. So I commend him for that and thank him for that. And I know when any minor inconvenience happens in my life, <laughs> I can call any one of them and be like, please help me. And they're going to just give me the truth and they're going to offer the best advice that they can. So I'm very internally forever thankful, grateful for every mentor that I've ever had. I've been very, very fortunate. Well, you got a damn good list. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so quick sidebar here. Uh, do you know Haley Roberts? Haley Roberts, I think that's yes. her last name. Yes. And yes. during uh, our virtual summer internship this year with uh, Coach Bewley and I, so she'd be up at like, what time would we meet in the morning? Like seven o'clock in the morning, which was like, I don't know, some astronomical early time, but she was rocking it. She was there every morning. Oh my gosh. I literally just wrote her a letter of recommendation yesterday for her um, graduate assistant spot. She's freaking, she's awesome. She's like my little, I feel like she's like my little sister that I never had. Like (laughs) she is just as motivated, like wants to be in football. And I am so, I'm so pumped for her and so excited, but all that just made me so happy. What a small world. (laughs) Well, shout out to Haley. I hope she's doing big things and I hope she listens to this as well. And also, yeah, um, oh, uh, who did I have on my previous episode? Emily Zayler. Uh, she's with the Broncos. So she also went through the Bill Walsh. Um, I'm blanking on what it's called. Fellowship. Fellowship. There it is. Um, and that was how she ended up with the Broncos. So that's cool that two people I've spoken to have gone through the Bill Walsh. Uh, while and ended up with the Falcons and the Broncos. So more females start doing that. What's that? More females need to start going through the Bill Walsh fellowship and get involved in programs. So Yes, I definitely agree with that there. It's awesome. And I like I can like I love the Falcons organization from the top down. Everybody was so nice. They were so welcoming. So they said hello every morning and like knew my name and they were like, hey, like we're just very engaging. So um, the brotherhood over there is just phenomenal. I was really, really fortunate in that regard, too. And it was funny, um, Emily, she just I posted I post like ten dollar meals for my girls. Just to show them that it's not super expensive to eat healthy, and she had responded to one of them and was like, "Hey, you need to try this sauce um, from Walmart." And I was like, "Oh yes!" Like I'm so next time I go to the grocery store, I'm like going to pick it all up, and <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Uh, what a small world! This is crazy. And Jenna I is my girl at Wake Forest. She is the jam. Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just listened to her episode too. Like, and she because I met her. I met Jenna at the um the high performance symposium out in uh, Vegas that Jason Cable holds every year. First of all, one of the freaking most phenomenal symposiums that I've ever been to. Um, It's very, very greatly ran. Um, But she had written me a note um, after, and then I got back to ETSU and got it. And she was like, Hey, like my advice to you, like apply for every job you're qualified, you're ready for Like, even if it's football, like, and I read that every single day and I'm just, she gives that's like my inspiration, motivation to, just continue in the field and to not be afraid to apply for it, anything and everything. So I thank you, Jenna, so much. <laughs> and shout out to Jenna, because clearly some little note along your path has um, impacted and influenced you that much. So there you go, listeners, a little takeaway uh, from all of this. Write people handwritten notes. You never know how far it can go. Exactly. No, I love handwritten notes. We got to take it back to the old days. I tell you what. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Okay, let's uh, skip ahead here and talk about maybe some obstacles you've had to overcome during your career thus far. And then what advice would you offer to those listening who are experiencing or will experience uh, something similar in their uh, time during the coaching position? I would say my biggest obstacle was not having um, a background in exercise science or biomechanics or anything like that. Um, So in the beginning of my career, I, I felt that I was way, way behind um, because it was just so much at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm used to being in the weight room and having a strength coach and just being told what to do and saying, okay, here's a card, like here we're going, this is why we're doing it. And we go from there. And then being on the other flip side of that, of all everything that goes into um, building an athlete, I was very overwhelmed. Um, But the more that I've grown and kind of matured in my career, um, the more that I've realized um, to be true that this field turns you into a lifelong learner. And so nobody is ever going to know everything there is to know about the human body because it's so individual and there's so many different athletes. Um, so while you do see some similarities, more, more than not, you're going to see differences that you have to make modifications for to help that specific athlete perform to their best. Um, so um, we're really all doing like the same thing with are just our little twist on it. You know, we're all kind of doing the same concepts and we all have just a little bit of a twist, enough of a twist to make it kind of our own, but it really does stem from somewhere else that we did get it from. So um, at the end of the day, my advice to um, just new coaches, younger coaches is to just absorb everything. Um, and I know it's hard not to get overwhelmed, but um, just know that you're never going to know everything and just be okay with that. Um, and just uh, ask a million and one questions. And if you have a couple more, ask those two. Um, and then really just, um, trust the process and, um, get out on the floor as much as you can, um, and at like connect with coaches and every, from everywhere. Um, but really just get as much hands-on, um, as you can, as early as you can, and then just kind of grow from there. And then, um, also just being a female in the field, um, just to the, um, female that are going to follow us, um, just make sure that you know that your voice is heard. And it's important. And we are the future of strength conditioning, of sports, of everything. And and, um, I know at some point in my career, my um, it's going to take me back to being in football. But until that day comes, um, so until your ultimate day of whatever your dream you may have, mine is going to be ending up in football. Um, But there's so many different ones. Just continue to work your butt off and add value to the position that you're at, because it's going to take you to exactly where you need to be and where you've always into being as well rock on be a lifelong learner people because once you stop doing that i feel like ego gets in the way so yes yes keep learning yes me. don't stop ask questions golly it'll take me a long way so speaking of adding value how do you add uh add value to ETSU's strength and conditioning program, or you can get even more nitty gritty and go with women's basketball. Absolutely. I, I would say that I follow after um, Ashley Beaver at Duke. Um, I've trained a lot of the women's basketball staff, the assistants, since I've been here at ETSU. And I've also very much um, enjoyed being kind of like the common connector through the athletics department. So I've trained um, the entire academic staff, which is an awesome crew. I <laughs> we used to call it 
I used to call them, they used to call themselves either eat the snack or beat the snack. <laughs> so that was like our group. We were going to get that on a t-shirt, but I love it. So I've kind of adopted that <laughs> with the new assistants that I'm uh, training now in our athletic trainer. Um, but really, um, I like being the common connector. So I, uh, kind of prided myself on building the relationships with men's basketball and with the football staff and with the equipment staff and athletic trainers. But really when I feel best and when I'm thriving, um, is when everybody around me is getting along and we're all on the same page. And we are really a family because that's how I believe that athletic departments really should be uh, because we're with each other 24 seven, 365 days a year, plus more, if there were more years or more days in a year. Um, but for the most part, um, I think that my, it just kind of shows in my journey here at ATSU, starting as a graduate assistant and then being an intern with the title of assistant director and now them creating a full-time spot for me in the midst of ever, all the craziness. I just really have to um, contribute that to the relationships that I've poured into here in Charleston City while being at ATSU and the amazing people that I've met here and the people who have fought for me um, to add value. Um, so I just, I thank them from the bottom in my heart because I was coming into ETSU not knowing a thing about basketball. I never played it. I had never watched it really growing up. It was always football or soccer. So in my last two and a half years, they've really taken me in and have gotten basketball to grow on me. So I still can't shoot, but I'm working on it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I hope everybody listening can take away the fact that you're building connections not only amongst the people that you work directly with, so strength and conditioning or women's basketball, but you're going outside into academic support, um, all these different areas of ETSU, essentially. So um, that connection is big time to build relationships with people. So high five to you, air high five through uh, virtual <laughs> air high five there. Um, Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope everyone listening will do the same as well. Uh, those relationships will take you way further than anyone could ever imagine. So, okay, stole this quote from a good friend, Jeremy Boone, live well to lead well. Can you give us an example of how you do this? Oh, yes. Um, okay, so a huge part, I think, for me of um, – live well to lead well is being connected with God. Honestly, like my favorite verse is Matthew 5, 14 through 16, which basically sums up be of the light or be a light. And I strive to be the light to anyone and everyone that I beat. And I really encourage my girls to do the same. Um, because I just, I think that's, what's really needed in the world. We need more love. Um, and there's not going to be many instances where I'm not the most, most positive, like upbeat, full of energy and enthusiasm person in the room. And God's first commands are just to love everyone and to seek him and to see the good in all situations. And I really just try my best to do exactly that uh, day in and day out. So definitely um, stay connected with God for sure. I love it. That is uh, fantastic. Again, connection, right? I mean, like, how many more times can we say it in the episode? Um, okay, so last question here, and then uh, we'll do just a couple quick ones to wrap us up. So okay. up to this point in your career, can you, for one, give us something you've accomplished? Yes, yeah, so, um, which is funny. So during COVID, 
um, I was going through kind of like cleaning up my computer and stuff. And I saw this, um, list that I made on OneNote back in 2017, when my, um, career started, my strength conditioning career started, it was a list of goals and it was about 10 things. And I look back at it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've crossed off half of the things on my list. Let's go. And I was just so pumped. And so, um, I think for that, um, for me, it was really, um, I was like brand new into it. So pass the CSCS first and foremost, um, get a GA position, um, graduate my master's with above a 3.0 GPA. And I graduated with, um, a lot higher than that. And then, and, um, I had NFL strength and conditioning coaching opportunity, um, as and that was like from the get go. And I've crossed off everything so far, um, in that list and the rest were like, um, certain sort of all that stuff becoming uh, fluent in Spanish. That's on my list too. Um, but I'm kind of, I can understand it. I can't really speak it as much, but I can, but I'm working towards it. So, but yeah, that was definitely, um, it was awesome to see because I totally forgot about it. And then it re- resurfaced and I was like, holy crap, like I did that. I did it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you now give us something you still need help with? So you have your list of things you've accomplished. Can you give us something you need help with? Absolutely. I would say um, just the technology aspect and the applied sports science aspect of um, strength conditioning and that part of our jobs, because I feel like that is such an important part um, in order to make sure that my athlete is performing the best. And so that's not something that I've been necessarily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? um, exposed to, I would say my career this, thus far. So just really kind of diving deep in that and, um, linking up with a coach that does know a lot about that, that has experience in that that can show me so I can help grow my athletes in that aspect as well. Yeah. Well, anybody out there listening who is like a wizard with technology, please reach out to coach Locke and, uh, see what you can help her out with. So, uh, and last but not least, something you've learned. Um, oh, Man, I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, and I think that this is something that I've known. Um, but the farther that I get into the field, the more it's confirmed is really just being a good human wins every single time, every single time, no matter what you're doing, be a good human, like caring and loving your athletes and your staff is far more important than anything else. And the growth of your and development as your, or for your athletes, not only as an athlete to perform on the field, like I was going back to, um, it's our responsibility as coaches to develop them, to be able to perform, but also develop them as people. Like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And so just caring and loving them with all of your heart and developing them in every single aspect that you can. Um, that's definitely something that I've learned, um, that will stick with me forever. Yeah. Golly. Just be good people. I mean, come on. All right. <laughs> last, uh, last thing here, just three quick questions uh, and then we'll wrap it up and give our listeners the opportunity to reach out to you um, and connect. So a book that has positively shaped you. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so I'm not going to go strength conditioning route. I don't think I'm going to say, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I freaking love that woman. She is amazing. Every time I hear her, I, <laughs> I love the hype. I love it. Every time I hear her speak, I literally am just ready to run through a wall. Like she is awesome, but just really showing up for people and showing up as your best self. 
is my favorite all-time quote and something that I really strive to do. So anytime, anytime, Brene Brown, if you ever get a chance to listen to this, if I can meet you, please, I will literally cry. <laughs> Maybe when I post the episode, I'll just tag her like in the photo. <laughs> Brene Brown, please listen. <laughs> please listen. I love you. <laughs> she is excellent. I've read or listened to quite a few of her audio books, um, her books in audio form, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm big into Brene Brown as well. Awesome. She's so awesome. Second, share something interesting about yourself that most people listening don't know. Ooh. Um, Well, so I did say we moved around a lot growing up. So I've moved 13 times in my life. That's a crap ton of a lot, but I love it. (laughs) And um, I'm freaking obsessed and love um, donuts and coffee. So you can probably tell from like my social media, all I do is post about donuts. Like my whole like little story, my highlights are all donuts. My whole background on my computer, donuts. The girls, when they want to get out of conditioning, they bring me some donuts. <laughs> like <laughs> they know that I'm like donut queen over here. So <laughs> I love donuts and coffee. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I'm pretty much obsessed with those two things. Okay, <laughs> quick added question to my um, final questions here. Favorite place that you've lived out of those 13 moves? Oh gosh. Ooh, that is a tough one because for a while I would always say Minnesota, even though it was so cold, it's definitely like a dry cold, cold. So you can handle it. But in terms of just family, like things to do, like, um, and city as a whole, that was, I loved everything about Minnesota. Um, but also Arizona, I think that place will always have a special place in my heart. Um, I love the warm weather, the sunshine at 360 out of 365 days of the year. I thrive in the, in the sunshine. So I'm definitely there. And yeah, I would definitely say those two probably hands down. Good to know. All right. Last one, a call to action for the strength and conditioning professions, something our listeners can do after hearing our conversation today. Uh, I'm going to go back to the thing that I've learned. Um, I would just say, focus on being a good human and I mean, not even that, like be the great, the greatest, most amazing human that you can be. And I I know we've said connect and connection a lot in this conversation, but I'm going to say it three more times, connect, 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 like honestly reach out and talk to coaches from everywhere and be open to different uh, perspectives. I think just as a whole, we needed to, we need to unite as uh, strength coaches and we need to show people the value that we provide our athletes in every program that we work in. Um, so I think COVID, although it has been devastating in a lot of ways, it's allowed for us to have conversations like this and hop on zooms and connect that way. And, um, so, and reach out and kind of give us a chance to kind of slow down and just realize the value of human connection. So I'm just going to keep like preaching it, connect people, like reach out, have great conversations because, in the end, at the end of the day, this field is based off of people. So the more that we know how to deal with people, interact with people, the better that we're going to be at our jobs. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it. I'm not repeating it. Do it. Um, and you know, my first challenge to everyone listening will be hopefully people will reach out to you once we get some, um, contact information here in a minute, but I have truly enjoyed learning more about you. Um, this has been amazing. I know I got better today. Uh, hearing you talk about be your authentic self, lead by example, be a lifelong learner. Sometimes I need that reminder as well. Um, the importance of connection. And then last but not least, just be a good human. Um, and I hope everyone listening, you know, leveled up hearing all of it as well. Where can our listeners go? 
uh, to find out more about you and to contact you with questions. Awesome. Um, let me see. So social media wise, um, Instagram, Autumn Lockwood, just my first name and my last name together. Um, Twitter, um, capital A M and then L and then the rest of my last name, L O C K W O O D underscore, or my email, my work email is perfectly fine too. And that's Lockwood A at etsu.edu. Perfect. I will put those in the show notes so that people can reach out and I'm going to challenge them to reach out with either just, Hey, I heard your episode. It was fantastic so that you can build a connection that way or with a specific question or shoot help coach lock with some technology, right? That was what she said in the uh, episode. So thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I truly enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. This is amazing. I can't wait to listen to every single episode. I'm on my way now. So <laughs> thank you. I really love what you've done. And I really appreciated this whole opportunity and enjoyed my time here today as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of KC's Conversations. If you have liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review to help continue to accomplish the mission of highlighting female strength and conditioning coaches. 